brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. It's definitely time. Here on Sips, Suds, and Smokes, welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm one of your hosts here, good old boy Mike. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m., and we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of the radio documentary titled My Life is Better with My Teddy Bear. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just joining me here at the table is uh, good old boy Jason. Good to be here. Good old gal, Juliana. Hey, guys. Good old boy, Harmeet. Thanks for having me. And good old boy, Bob. Good to be here. Now, uh, Harmeet and Bob are joining us from the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, You guys uh, hang out with a group called the Bourbon Mafia, right? (laughs) Yep. I'm uh, I'm a member. Bob is a made man. I'm just a pusher. But we can't talk about it. I'm, I'm actually only a good old boy by marriage. Yep. And from India, you know, I could talk like this, but you know, you don't want to hear that for the whole show. The side of my head would wobble right off. <laughs> could you please teach people from your from your point of heritage to enjoy bourbon just a little bit better? Is that is that one oh of the focal God. points of our show today? It, you know, I, I try. We we actually have the largest selection of whiskey in the state of Florida, and I I like that's why I'm the mafia's pusher right now. Okay, and I tell you i'll tell you this truthfully the people at johnny walker told me there's more johnny walker drunk every year in india than johnny walker produces every year 60 percent is fake wow trying to get them to push suburban come on yeah. <laughs> jack well, daniels with a z yeah <laughs> very very good <laughs> let, let me tell you I switched to bourbon because I married a blonde girl from your, your place you know I, I went to Alabama I stole one of them oh <laughs> man that is so now. bad I married I married an Alabama girl and I miscegenated my daughter is beautiful <laughs> can't go back there now so, <laughs> so our, our running theme is that we've been banned from the state of alabama they just greet me right there at the state line going i'm sorry you can't come here so um, by the way roll tide <laughs> <laughs> just not happening i'm sorry bob you know <clears throat> harmi your your microphone is no longer working on your end so we'll uh we'll have to skip them as we're going around today all right listen our sip segments are all about wine distilled spirits tea and coffee Today, we'll be talking about bourbon and specifically all things weeders on this Weeder Showdown episode. You have it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rumble sounded a little off there, but uh, Sip, Suds, and Smokes is sponsored by Craft Beer Kings. Craft Beer Kings, the home of all of your wine and beer needs. You can reach them online anytime at www.craftbeerkings.com. They are home of the mystery box. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is uh, going to get the honors of making fun of Harmeet, as well as uh, reading our Sips ratings for today as well. <laughs> I'm very good at both of them. Uh, We'll be tasting and discussing these bourbons and rating them with these sips ratings for our signature sounds. Uh, Here are the ratings now. Uh, One sip, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Water. Bring water. Bring water. 
That's an Indian accent distinctly at the end of that. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Two sips is nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips is, hmm, this is interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves and pour me another one. That's classified. And five sips is, oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 All right. Thanks, Bob. Please do not quit your day job just yet. <laughs> so, now for... Uh, please, please, I want to quit my day job. <laughs> can, can we say what his day job is? <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Most definitely uh, now for uh, today's showdown. <clears throat> yeah, so it's really funny. So, Bob and I are both lawyers, so... The the uh, integrity of the show has greatly degraded. There should be less lawyers <laughs> <laughs> or bourbon. Less less lawyers, right? <laughs> I completely agree. Well, uh, we definitely have uh, a really great show lined up uh, today. Bourbon is the name of the game today, and we have elected to have a showdown of several weeders, and we'll talk about what that is uh, here. We'll cover some better background on weeders in a minute, but the easy answer is it's basically just the other grain besides corn, um, uh, which is wheat. So uh, there's the easy part of the equation. While this flight is not uh, a dead-even showdown, it's... uh, a wide variety of this style, and I'm sure that we'll have some great conversation as we keep sipping along here today. The weeders we're going to discuss today are Bernheim Origin, and I'm going to read the whole name, and then I'm going to tell you what it's called. John E. Fitzgerald Larceny Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Most of you just know it as Larceny. Larceny. <clears throat> uh, Maker's Mark. That's the one with the big wax cap on top. You can recognize that all the time. Old Fitzgerald, 12-year-old. 12, uh, Rebel Yell, Kentucky Bourbon, and Weller 12 are the uh, products we're going to get to over today. So, um, a really great lineup for uh, our showdown show today. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! All right. So, listen, I have to give credit to Jason uh, for this show idea. Um, So... If it sucks, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's all you, man. I mean, I'm, 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 I tell you, you know, I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, but uh, well, actually, I meant to say it, all the success of the show is probably going to be due to your suggestions. So, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about weeders in general? Okay, well, the simplest way to understand the difference in bourbons is by understanding the recipe and specifically the secondary grain. Bourbon, by law, has to be at least 51% corn, and most are around 70%. The secondary grain is usually rye, but a handful of bourbon producers use wheat instead, yielding a less spicy, less floral, less sour bourbon. Weeded bourbons, or weeders, have a softer and often nutty flavor. Personally, my favorite bourbons are weeded, including the notoriously hard-to-find Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. And the best value bottle on the market is Old Fitzgerald 86 Proof, which runs around $10 a bottle. We have one whiskey in the lineup, and I switched the term intentionally because technically it's not a bourbon. It's mostly wheat. More than 51%, even though it's made in Kentucky at Heaven Hill Distillery, technically it's called whiskey, and that's the Bernheim. Yep, definitely. 
So, uh, Bob's going to cover some of uh, information on the producers of Weeders for us today. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's cool about the lineup that we're doing, you know, weeded whiskeys. I'm, I'm a big fan of weeded whiskeys. There are quite a few distilleries that do make weeded uh, whiskeys. Um, you sometimes know them by shelf name, but the main producers that you're dealing with are Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, Maker's Mark, uh, A. Smith Bowman also makes a fairly well-known weeder. Uh, Maker's Mark is probably the most recognized brand uh, worldwide. Anywhere you've been, you've seen that dripping red wax. That's, that's uh, thanks to you lawyers. They they copyright or they trademark it, right? They trademark the red wax. <laughs> no, nobody can use that dripping red wax. That is true. <laughs> that is they very sue true. everyone. Bourbon, yeah. Thank you. Dripping any color wax. They, uh, they introduced the cast drink version not that long ago. It was uh, up until about uh, October, November. You could only get it at the gift shop, uh, so I had to smuggle a few back from Kentucky back then. Thank um, you for letting me taste that. There you go. The uh, A. Smith Bowman is another brand uh, that makes a fairly well-known one, uh, which is Virginia Gentleman, one I've enjoyed on, on many an occasion. Uh, Heaven Hill is one of the big producers. Uh, they make all the different iterations of uh, Fitzgerald. There's quite a few of those. There's the Bottled and Bond, the regular, the uh, 1849. Um, and we have two of those today. Uh, they make Rebel Yell. They make Cabin Still. Uh, they make Larceny, which is another one we're drinking today. And uh, the Parker's Heritage Collection, which is released every year. The uh, last one was uh, Weeded Whiskey as well. Uh, Buffalo Trace has the most weed brands, uh, all the different variations of Van Winkles, which I have trouble trying to keep up with the count. Uh, I also have trouble trying to find them. Um, <laughs> oh, no, we have them all over Florida. They're everywhere. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to Florida Sweeting to get your pappies. Yeah, how, do you, how do you say Winkle in, uh, in Indian? Well, I don't think we say Winkle. Yeah, it, it, I think you say it, we don't winkle. have it. Van Winkle. Van Winkle. <laughs> I don't. Buffalo Trace also makes a bunch of. We call it Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> they also make all the variations of the different Wellers at Buffalo Trace: uh, the W.I. Weller, the Special Reserve, the Antique, the uh, William Larue Weller, which is part of the Antique collection. Uh, they make quite a few of those. Uh, those are very pretty. And they're, they're excellent. <laughs> Some of my favorites out there. Uh, there's a bunch more. Um, we've got Masterson's Weed. We've got uh, OYO Oloroso. We've got Dry Fly Wheat, Seven Brothers Wheat, New Holland, uh, Rust Stock, Cedar Creek, uh, Cody Road from Mississippi is one I'm familiar with. Good luck trying to find any of these in Florida. Uh, Garrison <laughs> Brothers is in Florida. They do make a weed. Oh, Garrison, I tasted his. He came. The guy who makes the whiskey came to my shop the other day, mm -hmm. and I tasted his stuff. I was floored by the quality. Yeah, I couldn't amazingly believe Amazingly good stuff from Texas there. They yeah. make some good stuff there. Uh, and the Smooth was, Ambler. That's not what I've heard from Texas. It's, it's about steers and something else, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Smooth Amber Ewing is uh, one that they make. Uh, they're actually making in-house up in West Virginia, and that's a weeder. And then there's another one in uh, North Carolina that I'm familiar with because I, I have a lot of family there called uh, Topo, T-O-P-O. Uh, thought they were called Hillbillies. Uh, did I forget to mention anything else that was here? Uh, uh, the only bad. other weeds that I can think of is the Willet has some of the private bottling family reserve uh, yeah. <clears throat> weeders. Yeah. Yeah, LDI, MGP products. Yeah, yeah. They, they made a few as well. Their uh, rise are phenomenal. Yeah. Hmm. And that's uh, that's about it. I believe Juliana has the tale of uh, the weeder background. Oh, yes. A story has been around for years, as many have. And this began with Bill Samuels making a bunch of bread of different recipes, not having had time to distill and age different mash bills, and liked the wheat recipe the best. Sure, why not? 
thus making Maker's Mash Bill that was born. This story is almost certainly pure fiction as the mash bill, and much other initial assistance was given to him by Julian Pappy Van Winkle Sr. in the 1950s. The real history of weeded bourbon is an interesting and slightly incestuous one. The best illustration of this is to behold a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve 15-year-old bourbon. Depending on when the bottle was released, it'll be composed of up to three different weeded bourbons. Those from Buffalo Trace, current producers of all the bourbon to be bottled as Van Winkle, by the way, the new Bernheim Distillery in Louisville, and the hopefully soon-to-be-reopened Stitzel Weller Distillery. The latter is the spiritual home of weeded bourbon. Lots of history around these products and the provenance of the bottle in your hand isn't always what you think it is. Next up, we're going to talk about what's in the bottle and what's not on the, or what's, and what not, what's on the label in our weeded showdown. <laughs> and a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jason and I had a, a very interesting conversation about a little bit of this history because there's a lot of histories yes, of weeders there in is. there. But yeah, I mean, basically, I think, Bob, you and I heard the same story that is that back in the day, Stitzel Weller shared their recipe with Heaven Hill, and that's basically how the weeded whiskey recipe spread around the bourbon industry. Yeah, I mean, Pappy was the king of, of the, with the old Fitzgerald line for, for many, many, many years. And uh, <clears throat> what I read in, uh, in Pappy's book was basically that uh, back in 43, when, uh, T- when they sold the T.W. Damp Samuels Distillery, um, Mr. Samuel Sr. was out of the business for about 10 years and he went back to Pappy because once it's in your blood making whiskey, it's hard to get it out and said, I'd kind of like to make something like Old Fitzgerald. And as, as we were talking about it, uh, Pappy said, hey, you know, I think that's a good idea. I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you a recipe and I'll give you some yeast and I'll send my head guy down and he'll show you all the ins and outs. And that's basically where uh, makers came from, which is probably one of the reasons why I like it. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly what I've heard. Well, he knows that story because he's a made man. You got, you got to know people to know people before you know the real story. <laughs> or you have to have a good Indian accent. Premium product and keep it in short supply. Yeah, smart man. And, and they get it on movies and TV a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it's really great to kind of cover a little bit of background on Weeders, the brands, as well as the story behind this, because uh, it's a really quite a uh, a long, you know, storyline, you know, around this product as well. And uh, when you guys think about the balance of the amount of Ryburn versus Weeders, I mean, where is the balance between those two? Is it like seventy thirty or sixty forty or? I mean, I would say the number one spirit in America is obviously just a regular bourbon, and then the second produced would probably be rye and wheat, somewhat tied. I mean, there's been a resurgence of rye and wheat in the last ten years, and that's as the bourbon category has grown. So has, you know, developing a taste for trying different types of American whiskey, and that's why wheat and rye are so popular right now. Has bourbon already unseated uh, the the dreaded Tennessee whiskey? Aren't you guys in Tennessee? Yes, yeah, we are in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so is, isn't Jack Daniels still at top of that pile? Yeah, Jack Daniels is on top of that pile. But you know, the one thing I like to educate people on is Jack Daniels is a bourbon through and through. They just like Absolutely. to slap the Tennessee name on it and try to pretend like there's somebody different. Well, they, they say that whole char- that extra barrel charcoal outside of the barrel charcoal uh, treatment disqualifies it, right? No, no. Actually, um, that's, that's the only thing that makes it That's how they convinced everybody. I mean, if you think about it, J.W. Dant back in the day was charcoal mellowed too. I mean, there's been a lot of products out of Kentucky that have gone through charcoal and For still a while, are to Dickel this day. was made in Kentucky. So. Yeah, after Prohibition, Dickel was made in mm-hmm. Kentucky. I got bottles of 13-year-old bourbon Dickel from Kentucky. See, this, 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 this right is what happens when I read the propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go on the right distillery tour, you can still see some of the vats where they used to do the charcoal mellowing for Dickel when it was made in Kentucky. Yeah. So. Yep. Hmm. Well, cool. Um, well, I really enjoyed the discussion. Um, so we're going to take a, a quick break here. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about our tasting notes around some of these uh, bourbons for today. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming back to My Life is Better Than My Teddy Bear. I'm just getting into the trauma of losing my teddy's eyeball that Aww. happened four or five years ago. It's a wonderful part of our show today. <laughs> Stop laughing. I still have mine. <laughs> of course you do. Hey, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, weeders today, and we're going to go around with our top two picks by uh, one by one with our tasting notes and then cover anything we didn't talk about. Because definitely it's showdown time. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, uh, here's that list that we'll be tasting once again for today, in case you lost track. Uh, so far, it's Bernheim Origin, Larceny, Maker's Mark, Old Fitzgerald 12 Year Old, Rebel Yell, <clears throat> and Weller 12. Those are the products that we're going to go over uh, today. So up first with their top pick is going to be good old boy Jason. Take it away, Jason. Okay, well, my top pick is going to be Weller 12-year-old with a SIPS rating of 5. Oh, my God. Yes! 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 And that rating is, oh, my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Um, My tasting notes for Weller 12 is sweet, lots of oak, a great complex bourbon through and through. Um, my second favorite would be the Old Fitzgerald 12-year-old. And I gave that a Sips rating of a 3. Hmm, interesting. <clears throat> what was that again? And my tasting notes with Old Fitz 12-year-old was a slightly sweet taste with a very grassy finish. Hmm. Well, cool. Uh, so... Uh, I know you've had a lot of us have had these products before, but walking in today, did you think, oh, I just know this flight. I'm going to pick my top two or absolutely. Really? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. At least yeah. you fessed up to it. Oh, Jason. yeah. I mean, I, I've tried all these and there's without a doubt. Weller 12 is just cream of the crop. Huh? How about that? Well, next up is going to be good old boy Bob with his top two picks, his sips ratings, as well as his tasting notes. 
Uh, it's a hard one for me because honestly, there's there's three of them on here I'd put very very close. Um, I'd say probably the old Fitz would be my number one pick right now. Um, excellent, excellent bourbon. Uh, some really great, I mean, great color, great nose, uh, banana, toffee, really, really good. Nice thick vanilla, good spice to it. I'd give that a good th- you know, three and a half to four. Uh, whole numbers here, a three or a four? Uh, okay. He's in the mafia, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, <laughs> negative. <laughs> I'd say give it a three. A three, um, how about that? And then, uh, Interesting. What I was that Weller again? 12, and Weller 12 is always one of my go-tos. And I probably, when you asked, uh, you asked, hey, do you have a bottle of that so we can add it to the tasting? I believe my response was I probably have 15 here at the office. but, uh, <laughs> but 13 left now. Yeah, but Maker's Mark is definitely uh, just just a sentimental favorite for me. I'd, I'd give that a solid three as well. Um, How about that? Yeah, good good, good flavor. It's, 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 it's the... It's the standard that everything else is measured by. Uh, vanilla, wheat toast, uh, you know, just smooth balance, just a well-produced bourbon overall. Hmm. Can I make fun of you now? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever Sorry. stopped you? Well, so, uh, I don't know. So, I'm- Keep with the same question going around. Did you have exactly what you had in mind when before you even tasted the flight, Bob? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I knew what, <laughs> what I was getting into. What's well, the yeah. point of me even sending out the samples? Because <laughs> we get free alcohol. Oh. <laughs> I, I had all of them in the closet, other than the Rebel Yell, for obvious reasons. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next is uh, good old gal Juliana with her uh, top two picks. Well, I hate to be a flipping copycat, but I have a feeling that we're all copycatting off of each other. Mm. Um, for me, the number one is always going to be the Weller. God, that is beautiful. I mean, to me, this is the gold standard of what I want in a in a base wheat. Um, it's and I could wear this as a cologne. It just smells <laughs> so darn good. Well, and and guys, she has. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we like her. Would that actually match the Blackhawks outfit? If, if how, many, how many people would you attract with Weller Twelve as a cologne and the, and the Blackhawks? Many, <laughs> many, okay. many. I say, I'm in, in with the, the Weller Twelve. The Blackhawks kind of just not going to do it for right. me. So. And I would convert Lovely. many. Too. You know, have to be very passionate. Yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I have your birthday present already lined up. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to keep the pappy send you the weller. <laughs> so uh, for this, I give oh it a five. Yeah. A five. Yeah. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Yeah. On you or in you. <laughs> wow! Not this is a public radio show. Correct. <laughs> yeah, but it's two a.m. <laughs> that is not one of the FCC dirty words. <laughs> but, but the teddy bears might hear. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so what else is on your list? Um, and second for me again is Old Fitz. It's wow. yeah, it's great. It is so great. Um, again, wonderful aroma as well as taste just very smooth for its price point and a great value and i give this one a four mm, that's that a four let's keep the secret to ourselves pour me another <clears throat> well quite fascinating uh up next is going to be good old boy harmit with his top two picks it, this was very difficult for me let me tell you <laughs> 
First you give me bourbon. I asked for scotch. <laughs> Don't know what happened here. That's another show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, there's some great weeded whiskey coming from Scotland these days. So, But let's stick with the subject, I guess. Uh, I totally cribbed off your sheets. Um, Weller 12 was my favorite. Yes. It was, you know, big apple and pear fruit, soft. The oak was really in well integrated into it. Layers of flavor. The spice came out at the end. And the finish just went on forever. It was, I wasn't expecting that. I'm, as I, you know, may have mentioned before, I drink mostly scotch. So uh, I wasn't expecting this. this. This is how I'm differing from you guys. I didn't, I didn't quite know where I was going here. Uh, when we came into this. And then number two is the Fitz 12. That was just <clears throat> very pretty. So what was your uh, sips rating on your Weller there? Oh, sorry. It's okay. Both, I, I, the Weller is a four. How about that, a four? Let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. And your next one was? The the Fitzgerald 12. Okay. Old Fitzgerald, that, uh, I mean, there was a lot of corn at the front. And then as I let that air out, it just kind of dissipated, and I got the tropical fruits. As, as Bob said, the banana bread, the banana was there. The, the way it felt on the tongue was oily and smooth. Great vanilla uh, and, and warm spices again. But the finish with a little bit of water, I don't know, did I offend anybody adding water to my whiskey? No. I mean, I think that's, me. frankly, that's the way it should be done. And <clears throat> any of you who don't do that, you're not real men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to um, beg to differ on well, that one. Well, I think it depends on the proof. I don't think well I've ever whiskey. seen a master distiller walking up and down the rack house with a bottle of water in his hand. Yeah. It's, 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 it's as long as it's not the pretentious eyedropper, I'm okay. <laughs> but uh, I also gave it a four. I loved it. Wow. How about that? Uh, the similar rating as That's well. <clears throat> Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Well, uh, there you have uh, some of our... Uh, uh, I, uh, ratings have gone around. I'm up next. So, uh, my top pick was also the Weller 12. Oh, <laughs> surprise. I know, really. Uh, so, at least it was in our uh, top two all the, uh, all the way around. Uh, so, that's pretty cool. So, my tasting notes on uh, Weller 12. Uh, it's interesting, this, some very similar words. I actually wrote down, it is the de facto standard for Weeder, as far as I'm concerned. Um, just this very sublime balance. I really love... Uh, you said long finish, and I really love the finish off this. Um, you know, I was when I talk about tasting profiles, it's kind of like how does it shoulder on, how's it in the middle, and then how does it you know kind of finish out. This has what I call a long tail on it. It mm -hmm. just keeps kind of lingering yeah. and going on mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. your tongue. It's, it's got the longest <clears throat> finish of any of them. It really does, and I think uh, part of it is it, just... It helps that we have our own full bottle here, not just your <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is the longest pour I think all of us have had today as well. Uh, but even with that, you know, I think uh, it's very sweet on the nose, and I think that's what's contributing to a lot of that long presence of the finish off this as well is the the measure of sweetness that's coming off this that residual sugars is kind of hanging around on your tongue for a really long time and so uh just really fabulous um i give the weller 12 that's a four let's keep the secret to ourselves for me another um <clears throat> so i have a very interesting second choice and i uh my second choice is actually going to be the bernheim all right, um, some love for the bird. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I know. It's so, iconoclast. not fair that You're the totally is thrown in I know. I just, it's, it's so different. I mean, it's not a bourbon. It's it's so different, but it's so good. I know. And uh, so that was one of the key words that I put here in my tasting notes. Very different. Um, a very sweet nose. 
Um, it was very floral. Um, I just really thought the it was very interesting flavor profile. Um, you know, we we tasted a ton of stuff on the show, and and Julian and I, uh, Juliana and I, uh, do a lot of sub show suds shows. It was a little bit of an essence of a floral uh, hop uh, at, at times, reminding me of some of the things you would almost taste in a beer. Um, and even the way some of it, it just kind of presented itself all the way through and through. Um, we actually have uh, another bourbon we'll do on another show that uh, has some of the same qualities as this in terms of a floral presentation, but it's not a weeder. So, um, <clears throat> but I really love this. First time I'd had it. Um, I walked into the flight today. I'd probably had maybe three or four of these, uh, but no real preconception about you know where everything was. I, I mean, I drink the Weller all the time as well, so I kind of knew where that was at least going to... I knew it was in the lineup, but anyway, the Bernheim for me is uh, also a four as well, so really great, uh, really great weeder. I really enjoyed it. Bernheim uh, is unusual in the fact that I haven't seen this in years. It's one of the few whiskeys I've seen that has actually added an age statement in the last several years. That when is it true. First came yeah. out. Yeah, the newest bottles are when coming. When it first came out, the old bottles with the big copper disc didn't have an age statement, and uh, recently they added up to seven years. But uh, it, it it shows you what you can really do with a wheat base. It's 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 a phenomenal whiskey. Hmm. Well, uh, one of the things we have time for here is uh, Jason recently talked a little bit about some of the history of the Bernheim distillery and uh certainly if if you feel up to it jason i'd love to hear a little bit more about bernheim yeah there was just an article um put out about the history of the heaven hill distillery and basically its heritage and it was just really interesting to me because heaven hill was founded by a, a jewish guy who would not put his own name on any of the whiskey that it created. You know, the trend in the industry was to put your name on the bottle. You had Beam, you had, you know, Taylor, you had pretty much every whiskey had somebody's name on it. And they didn't want to put their name on it because their last name was a Jewish name, Bernheim. And it wasn't until after the distillery sold and now it's owned by the Shapira family, which is also a Jewish family. And in honor of the originating founding members of the distillery, they created Bernheim and named it after that Jewish founding father, which is just really interesting to me. And if you go to the distillery, I haven't seen this. I read this in the article, but apparently the rafters in the gift shop are held up by Star David's in honor of that founding family. Wow. That's that is cool. true. That is true. I've been there. Huh. Well, I, Isaac Wolf Bernheim, as, as you said, he was he was he was a pioneer, and 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 that's where I. W. Harper came from because he felt he, he felt the need to anglicize his name to be able to sell the product. And for exactly. many many years, I. I. W. Harper was was one of the number one bourbons in this country. I blame you. A number one uh, bourbon yeah, in the world. <laughs> it was. I mean, they were sold in eleven plus countries, and it was I the know. number one spirit in those countries. Still I mean, very it was big huge. overseas. And, yeah. And, and 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 Isaac Bernheim was was just a hell of a good guy. I mean, if you go to uh, the Jim Beam Distillery directly across the street is the Bernheim National Forest. It's something like fifteen, sixteen thousand acres that was wasteland when he <coughs> bought it. That was replanted by uh, Frederick Law Olmsted. Um, I mean, this man paid for all of this and made this absolutely stunning forest that he gifted to the people of Tennessee. Um, and, and another interesting fact about Isaac Bernheim, there are two statues in the Statuary Hall in the U.S. Capitol that he donated. They are the only two statues there that were actually purchased and donated by an individual. I mean, hmm. a, a very great man who did a lot of good things in this business. 
Wow. There's yeah. a lot of great information on this teddy bear show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a plethora of useless knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I think all lawyers are. <laughs> so, Pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> useless is being the key word. Yeah, that's for sure. Who am I sending the bill for this? All right. So, uh, really great. To, thank you, Jason, very much uh, for covering some of the uh, history on that. You had a little bit more? Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing about the products that we tasted. Um, you know, the one out, like the one that stood out for most of us was that Weller 12 year old. And I will tell you from somebody who's tried a lot of whiskey that I think weeded whiskey is one of those spirits that needs to age longer than most normal bourbon. And You're so, absolutely correct. So yeah. I just think personally, you know, we're seeing a lot of wheat whiskey come out from all the craft distilleries and where it's a decent spirit it's not going to be great until it gets some real age under its belt and yeah. i will say in another decade i think we're going to have some incredible wheat whiskeys on the shelf yeah you've hit that nail on the head uh, anybody it's if you've been fortunate enough to try the last uh, release of parker's heritage you can see once you take a weeder and you actually give it the age that it needs how how amazing i'm coming from the yeah. other end i've tasted a lot of craft spirits in the last few weeks and uh they have to make their money back. I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. They're releasing the stuff way too young. Two years is not enough for a weeder. It's right. exactly like you said, another decade. Yep, exactly. Well, I would say at least just based on the products that we have here, is it? Uh, I would almost draw the conclusion it's in that you know ten year mark yeah, or exactly. higher is, is kind of the magic exactly uh, maturation time. If you're yep. if you have just a pure you know barrel aged, no scientific. Uh, you know pressurization moments right right jason and i are laughing about uh, the cleveland uh product oh. that we tasted that uh almost has like a, a first maturation you know process so. <laughs> um well uh i really enjoyed uh, this part of our discussion there's still you know several products we didn't talk about and i want to go through maybe uh one of these real quick then we'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about some more so uh if you had to pick the product that was absolutely dead on the bottom, what's it going to be? Rebel Yell. Ooh. All right. There's one for Re Rebel Yell. Juliana? Don't hate me. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. <laughs> and, Jason, how about you? I, you know, I'm going to go with the tie between Rebel Yell and Larceny. Right. I just... Wow. It's, they're mm, just nice. too young. They're mm. too young. And, Harmony, how about you? Uh, my mom cannot pronounce it. Her Indian accent is not fake. <laughs> Rebiel. Okay. Rebiel is is disgusting, but well, not really. I mean, it's just it's too young. Hmm. It's not. It's got it's got potential. So and, the thing. It was a, it was a good whiskey back in the day. Yeah. In the, in it the was. 50s, it. I've 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 had the very good fortune of trying some some much older Stitzelweller produced Rebel Yell, and 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 it was. I mean, they were making bulk whiskey back then and putting names on it to appeal to certain markets. And, yeah, we, and Rebel Yell was never sold south of the Mason, north of the Mason Dixon line. It, the older stuff was very good, but what was. they're turning out, way too young. We opened and, our stores back in the 80s, and Rebel Yell back in the day was good. This yeah. is what they're putting yeah, out. This is, it's a shadow of its former self. But, and but, let's go ahead and say that Old Fitzgerald, when it was Stitzelweller whiskey, was hands down much better than it is today. Yeah. I mean, pretty I have much. To save something with the Juliana, though. Uh, I I didn't like the Maker's Mark at all until I let it breathe. Yeah, it had yeah. to open up. At first, it just the big note was nail polish. It was acetone. Yeah. Hmm. When you let it open up for about ten minutes in the glass, five to ten minutes, that's when the fruit started coming out. So Maker's, no. you can <clears> give <throat> it another try. Like maybe a little bit. You haven't tried. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you haven't tried the Maker's Cast Strength, I would I would tell you to absolutely give that one a try because it's Maker's, but even more so. That's yeah, the way it should be. It's yeah, and I'll let me mm-hmm. taste it before it was months before it was available in Florida. Yeah, it, and I'll it, tell it, you that that good. Maker's Cast Strength. It, I tried it the other day for the first time. If that was given another four or five years in the barrel, that would be up there on the top ten. I, they just need to let that go a little bit longer. It would be also about forty dollars more a bottle. Yeah, but you know what? People would pay for that because it would be an incredible whiskey. I would. Hmm. Thank you. Just uh, give me your numbers and I'll be staging that whiskey for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so let's talk a little bit about our SIPs ratings for Rebel Yell. I I gave it a three. So, Jason, how about that for you for Rebel Yell? Rebel Yell, I give that a one. Give me a (laughs) glass of water. I need to wash my mouth out right now. How about it, Bob? How about uh, Rebel Yell? What was your SIPs rating? Oh, God, a one at best. Julian, how about your sips reading for Yeah, that was down there, too. Uh, I, I was sitting in the twos. In the twos. Yeah, about that? that? <clears throat> nice, but what else do you have? And, uh, Harmeet, what was your rating for that? I'm not as harsh as, as you may think. I thought a two was right. What, yeah, you, Bob, and you, Bob and Jason giving it a one. Come on. Mm, all right. There's worse stuff out there. Well, I'm the high man on that, on that uh, <laughs> Yeah, but process. I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't drink it either. <laughs> it's good for loosening rusted lug nuts on the pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that. Pump, so. It's a solid two. It's a solid two. So uh, the thing we kept on talking about there uh, at the bottom as well is uh, Maker's Mark. Uh, very interesting taste notes I have here in front of me wow. on, on this one. So, uh, who else had it at the bottom? It was on my bottom. So, Juliana, what what's some of your tasting notes on this? I I, I was more disappointed um, because I remember Maker's Mark like from years ago, just having a a better flavor profile. This was. It was all over the place, but not in a good way, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I wasn't getting any blended notes. Everything just is sort of stuck out, you know, over the course of my tongue, and I just needed to drink water quickly afterwards. And no <laughs> offense, Bob. No offense. So what was your sips rating on this, Julian? Uh, that was a one. A one. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Wait, wait, you gave Rebel t- you gave Rebel Yell a two? Yeah. Oh wait, that's right, Blackhawks fan. Never mind. More refined. That's me. <laughs> yes. There's two things working a Blackhawks fan and somebody that's married into the state of Alabama. That's a questionable panel. Roll time. <laughs> uh, Jason, what was your tasting notes on Maker's Mark? Um, I said Maker's Mark was light. Um, it had a little bit of a grassy note, which is obvious with weeded whiskeys. But um, my biggest thing was it had no finish at all. It was just flat. And I, I'll go with what I've been saying already that I think it, the whiskey's just too young. I mean, five, six years ago, the the whiskey was a little bit older than it is. They had a shortage uh, with their supply and they took the age down and you can taste really, it never, i mean there's just a shortage never heard about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> did they did, was there anything in the news about that yeah exactly <laughs> weren't they weren't they the number one people pushing the whole shortage thing i mean they're I, it they goes were, back and forth between them and buffalo trace i think they both pretty much like to put out an article every other week that they don't have any bourbon mm. yeah well, Buffalo's doing rolling blackouts in our state right now. We, yeah, we they do it everywhere. Yeah. What was your SIPs rating on Makers? Mark? My SIPs rating on Makers was I was a little bit nicer. I gave it a two. <laughs> a two. Nice. Well, but what else do you have? 
Well, uh, there we have a little bit of discussion about some of the things at the bottom. We are going to take another quick break here. We'll be back. We'll continue our discussion about uh, Maker's Mark right after this. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. I'm sorry, you, you've come back to My Life is Better with a Teddy Bear. We're discussing fur care and the reductions of odors from your teddy bear. <laughs> okay, so listen, I actually Febreze, must... Febreze is your friend. <laughs> so I, I have to confess a little bit of uh, what got me on this kick uh, about the, the whole thing teddy bears. My niece was actually asking me how to clean a toy bear for her son that was actually beginning to smell kind of bad. And uh, so, but the sun or the teddy bear? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably both. If it was Juliana, she just put some Weller twelve-year-old. I, I was going to say a spritz at twelve would be great. Right behind it. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. That was probably one of the options. You know, I should have explored. So I, I told. Uh, so the problem is that the bear had an electronic voice box and it made you know noise and stuff. So I told her that all toys that uh, make loud noises are evil and just dunk it into the washing machine. So uh, that actually solves two problems at once. Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. So uh, if my wife and I happen to actually give you a toy that makes noise, it's just because we want revenge. <laughs> we'll probably. <laughs> and uh, it's really retribution for what your parents probably did to us. So. <clears throat> um, so that's uh, where I got to on this kick of uh, my life as a teddy bear. I just kept on thinking about that as I was working through the show ideas for today. So um, we were talking about uh, Maker's Mark here, and uh, I wanted to cover a little bit of my tasting notes, and then uh, we'll swing back to Harmeet as well. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that I've ever written this down for <laughs> a bourbon. So um, it's very harsh up front. Um, it has a charcoal wood nose. Um, it's like a barbecue in my mouth. What brand of Kingsford is involved with this? <laughs> that was what I actually wrote down. Barbecue in my mouth sounds like a good tasting yeah. note. Man. <laughs> my my sips like rating was at two for this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Harmony, uh, what was? Uh, so you said the Maker's Mark opened up for you. What? I'm curious what you were tasting or smelling or what I, I what Indian spice was involved in bringing you around yeah. to this moment. Yeah, when he tasted it. It's he, all he about the cumin, let me tell you. <laughs> jeera. In Punjabi, it's jeera. And, and jeera must be toasted. That's the thing. That's the secret to Indian cooking. Always toast your spices. That's a different show, though. Okay. Uh, I am toasted. <laughs> so, I told you we had... He started with 17 bottles of Weller here, but, you know... Um, you said I twelve minutes ago. Earlier, it's, 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 at first it was freaking nail polish. Hmm. It was nail polish. It was acetone. But you know, is that I, what for I, women from Alabama? Is that what they wear as nail polish? This <laughs> maker's mark. Okay. My, my wife introduced me to the SEC. And every football season, uh, it's crimson nails. Yeah, God love you. On the freaking toes. On the, on the uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I went to Tulane. I think Jason, we were talking. Oh about well, there's a night, there's yeah. a bright moment at least, you know, in the scheme yeah. of things. So yeah. That the explains green, the green wave doesn't doesn't compete. <laughs> no, we do not. I went to Tulane too, and it, I can tell you, we do not whole, have a good sports you know, team. <laughs> education adjustment and marrying into someone in the state of Alabama. I, the picture the picture is complete, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you. I didn't. I didn't actually finish my PhD either. So. <laughs> it's Tulane. He measured in Sazeracs. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Sazeracs and Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> so, what was your sips rating on Maker's Mark after this great elation? moment of the floral hint on it of okay, Kingsford. I did not I did not hate it. It's it was a three. It was a solid three. Okay, all right. Interesting. <clears throat> Let it open up, kids. That's that's the that's the secret there. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, there were a couple of others that uh, we didn't talk about quite as extensively, so we did not talk about larceny as well. Jason, you put that on the bottom. Um, what were some of your tasting notes on larceny? Um, so the larceny, I said, it, it, I'm saying pretty much what I've been saying over and over again. That it's it's just too young. I mean, it, it, the old Fitzgerald is the same exact recipe as the larceny, and you can see the difference between a young one and an older one, and the older one's better. Um, so well, I said too the young, larceny. it's a felony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> except, except in Alabama. Yeah, except, except in, in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I just said it was light, it was grassy, it tasted too much like raw spirit. It just didn't have enough oak, it didn't have enough uh, finish on it. Hmm. So I gave the Larceny a Sips rating of two. Nice, but what else do you have? Cool. <clears throat> well, in contrast, it was interesting. Uh, this was actually something that, uh, it didn't make my top two, but it was right there with my third. So it's kind of interesting. I actually I didn't write a whole lot about Larceny, which... A better balance of kind of smoke and wood, you know, mm-hmm. kind of off this. Um, and I don't know, just it wasn't quite there for me to kind of bring it into the, you know, above the Bernheim. But I actually like this. I actually gave it a four. So, huh. you know. <clears throat> um, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's uh, that's why I'm not the uh, bourbon expert here at the table. Uh, <laughs> it's your legal background. Larceny makes you money. <laughs> uh, any other tasting notes here on larceny, Bob or, or Harmony? Bob, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> this is your, he's, the other, he's the other lawyer here. He knows more about larceny than I do. <laughs> just to reiterate what Jason said, he's dead on the money. It's, 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 I mean, basically this is old Fitz that has not taken the time to mature it's it's extremely young the alcohol is very forward the oak really doesn't have a chance to come out it's it's grassy it's it's very light i mean it's you know for a if you can get it at a proper price point it's not bad um but it wouldn't be the first thing i'd grab off the shelf hmm. um I, I gave it a two well a isn't two. that nice <clears throat> nice what else do you have juliana uh what do you think about uh Lars? I yeah, I didn't like it at a lot at all. <laughs> Actually, um, the, there's two words that come to mind for me with this one: um, white lightning and caramel coloring. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm sorry. I can almost hear the distiller now. He's just you know. Let's <laughs> get. Uh, <laughs> Glad we have some lawyers at the table. <laughs> yeah, really. Can't blame the distiller for what they bottle. That's marketing people. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but never again, made that to age. More yeah. brown, more brown. Yeah. <laughs> the name larceny and the whole story behind that. So. <laughs> but again, it's about the aging, and in this case, the lack of aging, and, and you can just tell that it's not complete, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's been reiterated, it needs a lot more time, hmm. and you know, so sorry. What was your sips rating? <sighs> it's a two. Two. Well, is that nice? Hmm. Well, uh, we have uh, maybe uh, one other product that I thought we'd uh, chat about, and that's the Old Fitzgerald. And uh, so, um, I, I don't think anybody picked this in their top two, did they? I don't think so. The twelve-year-old? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was mine. Oh, that was two. that was one yeah. of your top that was, two. That was yeah, mine too. One. Yep. <clears throat> so, um, so I have the. Uh, I think I have the birthday uh, editions. Of this is that. The old Fitzgerald birthday editions that have different. No, that's you know, old Forrester. Old Forrester. Oh, well, there you go. That so, stuff is completely, good. yeah, completely different bourbon. Flannery <laughs> one. That's why I got those confused. Brown Foreman, the other side of Louisville. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Uh, hang on a second. I need some more uh, Weller here. <laughs> Get through this. Well, so some of my tasting notes on Old Fitzgerald. Uh, you know, it's kind of a sweet nose, smoke. Um, and then it just had even more smoke. I mean, it was just like smoky. Did I mention that smoke? Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, my sips rating for Old Fitzgerald was actually a three. Uh, Juliana, uh, what did you think about Old Fitzgerald? Yeah, I reiterate what Jason said. I completely loved it. And being an Isla lover, of course I'm going to go with this. Oh, well, yeah. Because I love me some smoke. Uh, yeah, I like I like peaty smoke. You know, this was I not peaty. This too. was like wood, wood I like smoke. smoke. You know? <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was not uh, Kingsford. <laughs> so. Heck no. <laughs> Have you guys done a show on the Texas whiskeys? Uh, no, we have not. Uh, maybe we'll uh, put that on the schedule. You want some vile barbecue in your whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. Well, we are going to do a smoke show on uh, smoked meats. And so um, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I've had near religious conversations about barbecue. You know, I mean, it's just, they're definitely the odd ducks. You know, they eat. For whatever reason, their aversion to the not using the pig, you know, I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't work for the rest of us. So. <laughs> well, uh, any other uh, comments you had about... Uh, so, I'm the only one that mentioned the Bernheim, but I didn't get to hear some of the other tasting notes on the, on the Bernheim. So, any, anyone else want to talk about that one? I, I was with you. I mean, it's just really different. You Because it doesn't have the, a lot of corn, I think the wheat really does come out. And the wheat is much more of a like grassy-tasting grain to me. So the Bernheim really does stick out in this group as being you know, very, very light, much more grassy. I, on my tasting notes, I almost said it was kind of medicinal tasting, that there was so much of that like grassy taste. Um, and then going back to what you said about the old Fitz 12-year-old, I'll tell you something that was really surprising to me is usually when comparing Heaven Hill products to Buffalo Trace products, I usually find that the Heaven Hill products are much more heavy on the wood and that the Buffalo Trace products are much more heavy on the grain. This really surprised me because the Weller 12-year-old had more wood taste to it than the Old Fitz did, which was, I mean, I hadn't tried them side by side in so long. That really was shocking to me. Hmm. The Weller's got a lot more time in the barrel, so that helps. 
Yeah, and again, I think it's that residual sugar, you know, component that I was talking about, and the reason why it just kind of lingers around, you know, as well. It's very sweet on the nose. Uh, Other comments about Bernheim? Well, for me, um, I I thought it was really sweet. You know, very grassy sweet. Maybe that goes into your medicinal aspect of it, but um, it was a little too much for me, you know, for what I want in a bourbon. So that was a little off-putting to me. Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I'm, I'm still sitting here sipping it, and I'm sorry. I'm going to stand by. I do like the old fits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more here. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, um, maybe it's just because I don't have, uh, I'm not so hardwired of thinking, well, it should taste just like this. I'm just tasting it for what it is, and I'm going, hmm, this is really kind of, you know, quite interesting. So, <clears throat> I can't wait to... Uh, one of the products we're going to taste on a future show is Pine Barrens. <coughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, which is uh, kind of down this path. You know, I think that uh, Bernheim is kind of going, uh, I-, I would say, almost like a thousand times more floral um, for uh, Pine Barrens. So, uh, very interesting product. I want to say out of Long Island. Um, yes. Is yes. Uh, where that distiller's out of. And um, I don't know, one of the most interesting products I've had in quite some time. <clears throat> it was at the same show that uh, Bob and I were at in Sarasota, uh, Whiskey Obsession. So, um, very interesting product. If um, you like floral, I've got a scotch for you that'll blow your mind. I'll send you a sample. Oh, okay. Well, I'll look forward to that uh, for sure. Well, um, a very interesting flight all the way around. Um, and I would definitely encourage you to explore some weeders if you have not explored them so far. Don't get so much in a corn bourbon rut. <laughs> for sure and i think recognizing that uh, not all grains are the same you know when it comes to uh bourbon as well and um uh although rye is a very predominant um in use that uh, uh i think if you're looking for something that's generally a bit more soft um and maybe hit a broader range of palettes um definitely pick up the weller 12 if you can find it that's for sure all right well let's uh close out our show for today Thanks to all of our listeners here on Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, PRX, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are counting every time that I've said the word teddy bear today. (laughs) (laughs) And threatening to ban us, especially if I just sprayed it with uh, Weller 12. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, they're still choosing to pick up the show in spite of our lack of intimate knowledge about practically anything. And uh, if you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, listen, box a, uh, a dual pack of Weller 12 and Old Fitzgerald, send it to your favorite radio station with a little bow on it saying, put and Smokes on your radio station, please. And uh, copy us on that note as well. You can reach us online anytime at info at sipssudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle is at sipsudsmoke. Our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news as well, so definitely check us out on there. Listen, if you're listening to us online, do us a favor and rate this episode. That's a great big help to us, and we actually get to see your feedback as well. I definitely want to thank all my co-hosts for being here today. Good old boy Jason, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, good old boy Bob, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Good old gal Juliana. And thank- people can reach you online now, too. I know. Can you believe it? Yep. I have my own email address, <laughs> audiokitty at Sipsud Smokes. How about that? <clears throat> 
thank you for being here. Good old boy Harmeet, <clears throat> in spite of your uh, vast heritage of being from Tulane as well as <laughs> hooking up with people from Alabama, thank you for being here. Thank you. I've embarrassed my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is good old boy Mike. I'm going to ask you to join us once again and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.